Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin. And, of course, as always, DK in the background running the show. We are excited to be here on a Friday night to, to uh, get you guys set up for uh, what I think is going to be one of the funnest football games of this weekend. I think it is uh, going a little bit uh, under the radar as far as nationwide, you know, a national talk. I'm really excited about this Baltimore Ravens-Detroit um, Lions matchup. Really looking forward to it. And we're here to talk about it. We're going to have our guest, of course, the one, the only, Jeff Risden, uh, who, if you guys have been rocking with us for a while, is going to be on the show. He covers half the football teams in the NFL. No, <laughs> just kidding. Jeff does a lot of stuff for The Wire, and we're excited to have him on. He is the GOAT, so uh, we're looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Um, outside of that, Glenn, how you doing, man? Doing well. It's a little bit of a rainy night in Baltimore, but I'm excited about this game. I mean, look, they – Kyle Van Noy said it himself. This is the biggest test so far in the season. They think uh, the the Lions are trying to consider themselves one of, if not the best team in the NFC. And welcome to Baltimore. Let's see what you got. I I like that this is a, uh, this is going to be a physical matchup, Jimbo. This isn't, you know, uh, uh, this isn't going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors. This is going to be line up and we're going to hit you in the mouth and we're going to see if you can handle it. And it's exciting. This is an exciting, exciting game. Um, but, yeah, I, I absolutely cannot wait to start. Because I, I think we all agree the Ravens, the two losses, they shot themselves in the foot. And I think if this team can just start hitting on all cylinders, I don't care who you line up against them. They're going to have a, a really good shot to beat them, including the Lions. Agreed. I'm, and I'm, I'm so excited to talk about how the, we think the Ravens can do it, uh, the players to focus on, and, of course, the matchup, that being the Lions, um, and getting their perspective. So, Glenn. And let's talk about uh, some uh, some health here. That's generally where we start. Yep. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, I feel like the Ravens are still trending pretty well. Um, but, you know, yep. obviously. A, the oh, big really is, well. Yeah, I was going to say this one th- this week. The big one for me is Adafi Owe, of course, is back at practice. Um, and here, looks like. He, yeah. All right. Awesome. I'm going to throw it up here. Oh, me... DK's got it, too. Dang. Did I win the race? Mm hmm. Hey, I won the race, Nick. Hey, you were close. You were close. <laughs> Let's um, see. Is he? Oh, he's not even. Oh, yeah, he still is on the list. All right, cool. Yeah, so, of course, uh, yesterday and today, um, he uh, practiced in full, that being Adafi Owe, so I'm looking forward to that. He's back, baby. Yeah, he's back. He got some depth at the outside linebacker spot. Uh, depth might be a little, little generous. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, when I think of depth, I think of, like, the Eagles. They got depth. Well, we yeah, got, you like, bring Oway back. This was the guy that was supposed to lead the room. Well, now we got three instead of two. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, relative to the hey, Ravens, Malik Harrison right. is also back at practice, recovering from a concussion. I count him in the edge group now. Yeah, He's yeah, there. yeah. That, the days of middle linebacker are over for Malik right, Harrison. Right, right, right. Like, just make your money set in the edge, dude. If it was 0-1 monster middle linebacker i can see him now dude busting up the, the line of scrimmage yeah it's a new day but he's playing yep. his ass off at outside especially in them rundowns yeah i agree but so yeah relative to the ravens definitely got some health uh and i love to see of course these full participants Clowney, you know had the rest and and he's back um you know darby of course i think is a big piece obviously marcus williams is out we already knew about that right glenn yep. we you yep. know there was already planned for that i think same thing with Kevon seymour and uh, and glad to see Brent Urban back. So yeah, you're right. It's not an absolute laundry list here. Um, I mean, it's looking got, pretty. 
yeah, I'm especially you know at this point in the season we're doing all right. No lineman on that list. Yeah, thank goodness. I mean, right. goodness gracious, we went from one point to thinking that we might be out of Ronnie and Morgan Moses for the entire season, and they're both back. Back. So we are we are grateful for that. Um, now yeah, they got man. some names. They got some names here that they it's going to be the big one. I know your boy Jameer Gibbs. Right, it looks like he's going to be back though. Look, Jimmy, don't do that. Don't make me. Dude, you're 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 mixing my fantasy team with my real team. And so look, I'm gonna say this. I'm glad David Montgomery is not playing in this game. He's this guy has been absolutely sensational. A monster. He I hate been, it though. I, I wish Montgomery was playing because I feel like we would like matchup wise, the Ravens. I feel like we struggle against a guy like Gibbs. Just like last week. Who's the kid that the the Tennessee kid? I keep forgetting his name. Oh, um, Spears. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Gibbs is kind of that ilk and, and, and Montgomery yeah. is more of a traditional back. That that's what I'm more scared of Gibbs. And I was Montgomery, even though Montgomery has been on a heater. Well, look at it this way, Jimbo Gibbs was going to come back this week regardless. So, yeah, so I'd yeah, rather deal with, both, right. Yeah. Just Gibbs than get Montgomery and Gibbs. but it's pretty clear by the coaches that they think Montgomery is the more consistent, uh, because he, he's been their bell cow when he's healthy, yep. he's yep. getting all the carries and trust me because I got Jameer Gibbs on my fantasy team Montgomery gets all the carries he's got six tutties and he's already missed a game this is right. gonna be a second missed game so just imagine he's got six touchdowns he's only played in five games mm -hmm. so it, it's a pretty pretty big loss to take out Montgomery out of that lineup so now they got a banged up Gibbs who's coming off of two games missed they yeah. got Craig Reynolds who's also banged up with both the hamstring and and something else I can't remember is ailing him he's banged up I mean, their running back room is looking quite, quite thin to the point where their you know, fan base is saying, we might have to make a move at this position, maybe start looking around the league at some backs we might be able to take. But uh, that's a big loss for them. They lose they lose um, Montgomery. They're going to certainly feel that. Let me see here. Um, back to the list. I, I think it's, it's big time that they got uh, Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta has been the best tight end in the whole league. Crazy, I mean, right? Crazy in that, like, who would have said that preseason? Right. I mean, it's him and Travis Kelsey right now. It's a two-horse race. I mean, we like our guy here, but just from a statistical camp, uh, standpoint, consistency, Sam Laporte has been unbelievable. By the way, Jimbo, I saw a list of the top 10 tight ends in the league this year. Eight of them were from Iowa. <laughs> Eight. Eight of them were from Iowa? The only two weren't from Iowa was Andrews and, and, Kelsey? Uh, and Kelsey. That's it. What on earth? All of Eight out of ten, bruh. From one school. So... Go to Iowa and draft your tight end if you need a tight end. Something's in the water, man. Something's in the water out there. It's crazy, bro. Something's Absolutely in the cow crazy. manure. But uh, let's see who else on this list. Uh, I don't really see anyone else is yeah. jumping out at me. They got some some. They got rag, like Ragnall's going to play. They got a really good line, but it really those are the names. Is the big one mm -hmm. is is they're missing David Montgomery. Uh, D uh, Brian Branch is back. He was banged up. That's a big get for them. That's a yep. a, a, a safety, kind of like a, a, a Kyle Hamilton, where he was a, a safety coming out of Alabama, but they've been using him a lot in the nickel, and he has been an absolute tear. So, um, yeah, but it's good to see us having a, a pretty pretty good uh, injury list. Yeah, not too upset by it. Um, all right, well, let's let's spend a little bit of time on, on Massey's comment here. I think that maybe we can kind of brush this one with a broad stroke when it comes to the names coming up with the Ravens. Obviously, we're here to prepare you guys for this Lions game, but we're men of the people, so let's give you, give you what you want here. Massey says, uh, one, Saquon to the Ravens. 
or to Ravens, two Lions, current best team in the NFC. Three Ravens haven't scored 30 points. Oh, three Ravens haven't scored 30 points. Lions done it a lot uh, this season. Four time to look at a chasers. Am I missing something here? Time to look at chasers. Jets, Texans, Colts, better than expected. Jags keep winning. I don't know what the chasers thing is. I think that might be a mistype. Um, yeah, but I think Saquon to the Ravens doesn't happen. Maybe trades? I don't yeah, know. maybe. Um, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think Sa- I don't think Saquon goes anywhere. I don't think he wants to. And I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know what they're ready to do in Well, I, they screwed up. They paid they right, paid, they paid the wrong Jones, guy. Dude. I mean Yeah, it was stupid. But like you know, so do you? Yeah, I don't know what they do. So that's a whole different show. But I think Saquon leaving New York, I don't, I don't know if that happens. Yeah, I, I don't see. And I will say, I'm surprised by the lack of um, of um, production, but more so like efficiency from the running backs, uh, especially Gus, mainly Gus. But look, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bank on the fact that after the season's over, it'll even itself out. Yeah. But right now, if you look, I think Gus is our top back rating wise, and he's like the 33rd rated back in the league or 36th. I don't like seeing that. I, I, I don't think that's that's not Gus. So either something's going on, or maybe it'll eventually go back to the average. But uh, let's see here, Raven. Yeah, the Ravens haven't had that game where they just hit on off all cylinders offensively. They've had moments. They've had quarters and maybe even halves. But certainly not a full sixty-minute game where they've they've hit on all cylinders. And I think that maybe th- maybe this is the time. It's a good defense they're they're playing. It is, but you know, hey, it's a home game. It's been a while since they've been at home. Maybe some home cooking will have them uh, playing well. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for that as well. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps up Mossy's comments. Sorry for Mossy if we missed anything, but I just want to talk about the trade dime trade deadline briefly here. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously some names out there. Devonta Adams keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that that's a pipe dream guys. I think that's a Madden thing. I don't know where he ends up going. I don't know if he goes anywhere. I don't know. Nine. I feel like in the NFL, 70% of the deals that are talking, it's not like the NBA. I mean, I know it's becoming more common like mid season trades and stuff like that, but it's not like a fire sale as much as it is in the NBA. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I don't know what happens with Deont- Devontae Adams, but once again, I don't think the Ravens are ready to go invest more in the wide receiver room. I think that the first spot that they would go if the Vikings are interested in in offloading some guys, Daniel Hunter um, is definitely a guy that I think would be a good fit. Now, this is one thing I want to say, Glenn, is that uh, from half... No, let's see. I guess a decent amount of that Chiefs game, then on, the Vikings have been doing all right. Like, I don't know if they can just turn around and say, we're going to blow this up, right? Like, I don't know if they're ready to say that. I don't that. know what their record is, but I know they the it's Jefferson's on IR, so that's yeah. not good. No, it's not great, but they have seemed to turn a corner um, as of late. So, you know, the season is, is a long season, so I don't know if they're panicking as much as people in the media and fans are panicking is, I guess, what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I, I'm also starting to wonder if, like, because everyone, when they talk about trades – they either talk about wide receiver, which I mm-hmm. thought we we fixed, um, or they talk about edge, which I I understand the edge comments, but at the same time, the Ravens are the first. They, they rank number one in the NFL in sacks. They have twenty four on the season. Second is Miami at twenty one. 
they're three ahead of the second place team in sacks. So I go, but I, I certainly understand a lot of it's manufactured. And it, it's a, it's a group effort. And if you have, if you have a guy that it allows you to do more things creatively on a defensive end, but at the same time, it tells me I don't necessarily want to give up a, a high draft pick to go get a guy when we're first already in sacking the quarterback. So it's kind of like, while I get it, I also don't want to go like bet the whole or uh, spend the whole farm and get burns from Carolina or something. Yeah, it's got. Of course, it's got to be. That's a great point. I mean, I think it, it's got to be right. I, my only rebuttal to that would be, I don't know. This is, I don't know how many analytics can back this up. Right. I don't want to sound like Stephen A. Smith here. Who's like, well, you just need a bucket. Right. Like, and that's always his comeback to like basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the eye test. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. But I do feel like there are moments as the games wane, I won't even like going in talk about the playoffs and all that stuff. Like the second half stuff. I'd be interested to know the statistics behind the Ravens pressure rate in the second half when guys are getting tired. Cause they're asked to do a lot in comparison to the first half. And the advantages of having a guy that you can line up. I mean, we've already seen it with Clowney to a certain extent, right? Mm -hmm. Where late in the game, if anybody's getting any sort of pressure, that's just beating the guy in front of us, generally Jadavian Clowney or no one right now for the Ravens, right? Calvin has been a little impressive, but yeah. He has been making some noise. That's true. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that adding a guy like that, especially deep in the playoffs, I think there there could be a lot of value value there. But I also see what you're saying, right? We're manufacturing it, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and and with Owe coming back, I wouldn't be surprised if we see an uptick in second half play because guys aren't going to be as tired. Yeah, um, don't you agree? I don't you feel like there's a bit of a fall off in the in the third and the fourth quarter? Well, I, I think that's I think that's everyone because w- yeah. typically what you're saying is an offense is trying to come back, so they're probably running tempo. They're keeping yeah. your defense on the field, and they're running play after play after play, so you just get tired. Like yeah. so, I don't. I think that's just any team with a lead is going to deal with that when when offenses are trying to come. Well, don't back. get tired. I know, right? Well, it, it well it awful it helps a lot when you can rotate guys, but um, just do more so you're not tired. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to rotate if the drop off is so steep. But yeah. with Oway coming back and yeah. Ajabo, I think will eventually uh, that'll help. I'm not gonna Steve. lie, I would have a hard time if I was a professional coach and a co- and a player can say, "Coach, I'm tired." Really? You're oh, tired. You should be able to do this ten times today, like ten well, games. You should be fit to play ten games. This is your whole job. This is your whole job. This is like, the whole thing. This is it. Don't yeah. tell me you're tired, dude. You don't got Ugh. math homework to go do tonight. <laughs> Jeez. Man, guys it. are allowed to be tired, dude. They get up early. They work hard. Yeah. Some of these yes. vets, you know, they get older. I'm just a young saying, guy. I, I don't I, I don't want to hear it from a young guy. But a vet. I okay. would I, I would be like, dude, come on. Look, Kyle Van Noy says off the couch university. I'm That's getting right. pressure. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So yes. yeah, Kyle Van Noy, I think, agrees with you. Don C says, James and Glenn, did you notice? When Kyle Van Noy lined up at the three tech and Matt a beast was at the edge. Absolutely. He got sacks both times. I hope they do that more. Yeah. I mean, well, Clowney he's talked that... about that this week, right? Like the way he's been drawing it up. Uh, McDonald. You mean Cole? No. Uh, oh, did Clowney talk about it too? Clowney because I, about because it, Cole yeah. mentioned the fact when Meta BK was at the, edge. I mean, he's just that athletic. You don't typically see that yeah. from guys like him, but you see it from Aaron Donald, like Aaron yeah. Donald will go out there because yeah. it's just when you're that special, you know, you can do it. So yeah, I mean, Meta BK, man, he's, yeah. he's getting, uh, he's getting his paycheck this off season. No doubt yeah. about no, it. But what I was referring to though, is that clown is just talking about how well uh, McDonald's been dialing up the prayer, how creative and fun it's been to play in the system. Cause it's just been so cool. So doing nice. stuff like that, I think is just an yeah. example of it, you know?
certainly using the guys, guys you got. Number yeah. I've also seen this one. Let's trade for Derrick Henry. I, I think I'm good on whatever Derrick Henry. I don't know. I think I'm okay. I don't know what his statistics are in comparison right now to Gus Edwards. They're probably a tick better, but I think I'm all right. I don't know. I would like to do other things with the ammo that we have for a trade. Yeah, I think they're okay at running back. Now, if there's an injury, then maybe things change. But right now, Keaton Mitchell, we haven't even seen him hit the field yet. We still got Melvin Gordon, who's been playing well in the back pocket. I, I think uh, we're fine at running back. And, and I, I I do think that Derrick Henry is going to continue to lose snaps, unfortunately, to Spears. Because that yeah. guy is explosive, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I Whew. agree. Yep. He had a good run, though. Derrick Henry... Yeah. He had a good he had a good run in in his career, and he had a really nice run against the Ravens last week too. And the whole time, I just remember how the hell is Marcus Williams tackling this guy with one arm? Yeah, and he'll get like a one a one year five million dollar deal next year. Yeah, he'll keep it. Yeah, he'll keep getting probably a couple because he'll, be he'll be goal yeah. line doing goal line work for somebody at the end. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. SMKG says, "Don't think we need to. Don't think we need pass rush. Honestly, like Oway Clowney, Venoy, and Metabike inside." Still think we need running back. What about Dalvin Cook? Ugh. Who's this? Oh, Ramondre yeah, no. Stevenson. No. What did you say, Glenn? Dalvin Cook is what? He's cooked, right? He's, he's yeah, he's done. I mean, Brees yeah. Hall is clearly the best back there. Um, it's and it doesn't look that close to me. Yeah. And even Ramondre Stevenson, who I'm a fan of, is losing snaps to Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good sign. Zeke is reborn. Yeah, not not at all a good sign. So. I mean, I'm okay with running backs right now. I don't I don't think that's an issue for Where us. do you think the move is though? Because you kind of mentioned like, okay, you're you're not panicking as much at the edge, right? Because yeah. we are still getting pressure. Not interested in the running back. Are you like, and we've kind of taken care of the wide receiver. Where do you see the Ravens or where do you want them to make a move, if any? Well, I said I said earlier, I think I thought we took care of wide receiver. Oh, okay. But um I'm I'm starting to wonder if there's a confidence issue and if we can use a receiver. To get another receiver in a sense, mm -hmm. like if we could, all I'm saying, I wouldn't be opposed to moving Bateman if we can get a veteran bona fide guy. I wouldn't be opposed to it. But right. do I think it's going to happen? I don't think so. Um, DK is to go. Uh, okay. I'm okay with that. But they, they've been playing pretty well so far. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not wait any longer before we bring in one Jeff Risden. Uh, we want to get him in and out of here because he looks like he's standing out in the cold. Yeah, uh, man. We'll bring in Jeff. Jeff, how you doing, man? If you guys don't know Jeff Risen, of course, he's one of the first guests we've ever had on the show. We're so grateful for Jeff every time we get to talk to him. <laughs> the editor, the managing editor, of course, of Lions Wire, and he's been all around the block when it comes to the NFL in general. Jeff, how are you doing this evening, my man? Guys, thanks for having me. Uh, I am standing outside a high school football game. Uh, I wasn't planning on coming. But uh, here I am, so uh, we're having fun, and uh, we are pulling a major upset. My, my son's high school, my son doesn't play, but uh, we are pulling a massive upset right now, so it's been kind of a fun night. So it's great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me back. I miss you guys. I don't cover the Browns anymore, so I don't get to interact with you as much, but uh, we get to play this week. That's yeah, right. Man. It's great to be missed, and it's even more exciting that I think this is the one of the most exciting matchups of the week. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, it, I, I think Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. Are Lions fans starting to think that they might be the best team in the NFC? Absolutely, um, but it's tough because we've. I mean, I'm 51 years old. We've literally never been that in my lifetime. Uh, we, we we haven't made the playoffs in way too long. 
you know, people are really starting the, the win in Tampa, but especially starting the year out beating Kansas City mm-hmm. in Kansas City to, to start the season. That was just like, oh, okay, may, maybe we got something here. And the fact that they're keeping it rolling and keeping it rolling and, you know, there's one loss is to Seattle. They spanked us last year. They're, they're a tough matchup. You know, I, I think people are realizing that Seattle's a pretty good football team too. Mm-hmm. Like we we've done some good things this year, and, and people are look. It's tough, man. There, there's a term called lionized for people that have been around a long time that have just dealt with the losing. Um, one playoff win in the Super Bowl era it happened in 1991. You know, mm-hmm. just weird, strange ways to lose games, and, and including the last time we played. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, that yeah, was that was still a little fresh too. But yeah, people are people are definitely starting to buy in, and it, it's fun. Uh, it hasn't been fun covering the Lions uh, for a while. It's it's fun again, and it's it's a great place to be. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'll tell you what, the, I always get worried about. I wonder if Coach has a cardiologist on uh, speed dial based on all the caffeine that he ingests every morning. It's pretty insane. But I, to that point. How's the how, how have you seen the culture shift, right, with Dan Campbell in there? Now, this is, what, year three for him? Yeah. Yeah, going into year three, he seems to have more of, like, his guard in there and is making more of an impression. What have been the noticeable shifts among the team from a culture standpoint? You know, one of the big things is that he's made some incredible coaching hires. The assistant coaching staff is in lockstep with him. He didn't have that in the first year, had to change offensive coordinators midway through the year. Ben Johnson is the offensive coordinator. Aaron Glenn is a defensive coordinator. Scotty Montgomery coming in as the running backs coach and, and assistant head coach. Like there's Tanner Engstrand as the quarterbacks coach. That's a guy that's going to be getting a, an OC job sooner than later. You know, Hank Fraley, for my money, the best offensive line coach in the business. They, they all see football the same way, and they've done a concerted effort of drafting – uh, I forget how Brad Holmes, the, the GM, says it, but they want smart players. They want good people. They want guys who live, breathe, and die for football, and they want guys who want to win. And that has eliminated some people that some analysts thought they might draft. And no, they're 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 good with their guys, and they 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 do a very good job in in vetting who they bring in. And uh, the, Dan Campbell famously said, "You know, no turds, man. No no bull circlers." Uh, and he's holding to that. And they, they, he's, he's a trip as a head coach, man. But he, people think that he doesn't know. Us. He's really, really smart. He, he, he plays up the the dumb jock thing a little bit. But he's, he, he gets it, man. He really does. He, he's, he's something else. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think he would still win the uh, coaches' death match as well if there was oh, yeah. ever one in the NFL. The guy is an absolute monster. And Jeff, I, I think. Typically, the offense gets a lot of the the attention, right? With the with with golf and Amon Ra, and, and even you know to some degree Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery. But the defense, I, I mean, they have been absolutely incredible. I mean, you look at the top ten defense in virtually every category, but top yeah. three in a lot of the major ones. I mean, what what is it? Just they've gotten in better guys. I mean, what what's um. Like, talk to me a little bit about how good this defense has been. Yeah, it's it's a good question, and it's it's somewhat striking because at this point last year they had what was historically the worst defense in NFL history through six games. Uh, they have really turned it around. A lot of it is just internal improvement. They're young guys like Aleem McNeil, um, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, uh, <laughs> Derek, Derek Derek Barnes. Anzalone is playing phenomenal this year. 
Uh, this is a guy that many people didn't want them to re-sign this offseason. He's playing like a pro bowler this year. He really is. And it's uh, if, if you watched the game last week, he was the best player on the field. He definitively outshone Devin White in the linebacker battle. I'm not going to say that he got Levante David because that dude's still really good, but he's playing. You know, they, they, they've got guys, Jerry Jacobs at outside corner. Um, mm -hmm. Brian Branch, who is going to play this week, is going to – just an incredible find, incredible fit as a rookie. They're sort of gelling together, and Aaron Glenn figured out how to play his guys. When they're aggressive, when they're dictating to the offense what the offense can do, they're pretty good. The game that they lost this year, Seattle, they sort of laid back in a zone, and we're, we're a little bit worried about Geno Smith running and you know Kenneth Walker coming at him out of the backfield, and they weren't as aggressive, and it didn't work. And ever since then, they have turned it up, and they have been the aggressor. I don't know how that's going to play against Baltimore because Lamar Jackson is a different animal than anything that we've seen. I mean, we did we did play Patrick Mahomes and and beat that, but you know, Lamar's Lamar's different than Patrick too. You guys know that very well. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they play this. But they are very good. Number one thing that they do they stop the run on first down, average gain on first and ten two point six yards. Wow. They have more tackles for loss and they have gains over five yards on first down this year. Mm. Wow. That's a stat. Yeah, no kidding. So I want to kind of look at the off offensive side of the ball and really talk about the guys in the trenches because I think <clears throat> that's really where the, the Lions have offensively and defensively had just done really well, in my opinion. That's why this game is exciting because I think from a theoretical perspective, John and Dan probably view the game, you know, when you talk about toughness, when you talk about, yeah. you know, winning at the line of scrimmage, all those things, that's a very, like, common th theme amongst both coaches. How is this offensive line – you know, they've been super impressive, but actually my question is this, what do they struggle with? That's what I really want to know. Yeah. What are they not Help. good at Jeff? Uh, Jonah Jackson, Jonah Jackson's going to be out this week. So you will probably see Halapulu Vadi Vitae back in. Uh, he was Say that the, 10 times. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> he, so uh, he and, and Graham Glasgow, they sort of, they, they share the right guard role, but with Jackson being out, he's a pro bowl left guard. They're, they are going to miss him, especially in the run game. He's really, really good there. Um, Panay Sewell gets a lot of penalties. Like for for an elite player, he he's penalty prone. But beyond that, they're they're tough, man. Taylor Decker is playing through uh, a high ankle sprain. He's not a hundred percent. He's probably closer than he has been. Uh, and and he can get beat a little bit if you can if you can go start outside and cross him and get inside. He just can't recover as fast. Uh, and with his left guard being different this week and not not really coordinated. That, that's a vulnerability, but that offensive line, man, they're really, really good. They, uh, Panace Tool, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow in the middle. I'm not going to say he's the best, but I don't know if there's anybody better. <laughs> like, they're, they're just really, really good. And they, they do things complexly. Um, some of it actually drives me crazy because they will have plays. They had a play in Tampa where Sewell is the right tackle and, uh, Jon not Jonah, uh, uh, Coyote Asika was playing left guard, um, a reserve guy. And they actually blocked the people on a run play who were in front of the other. Like, there's that much movement and chaos going on. And it didn't work. And sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> but when it works, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Joe. I can't wait to see the Clowney Penny Sewell matchup this weekend because the way Clowney's playing, I mean. He has been phenomenal for y'all. And I, I, as somebody who covered him in both Houston and Cleveland, I'm really surprised and impressed at how well he's playing and, and doing it down in and down out. He was a guy that would maybe have a good series or two a game. It, it, from what I've seen, I haven't watched every snap of you guys, but I've watched a lot. And 
He's he's bringing it, man. It's it's fun to watch. It's good good for him. He needed it, no doubt. Well, no everybody doubt. Uh, sometimes gets their dose of humble pie, right? Maybe that's a little bit. And yeah. what Roquan Smith is a force multiplier, Jeff. That guy brings yeah. the best out of everyone around him. He's uh he's been incredible. But I want to ask you about those offensive young guys you got because Jameer Gibbs is going to get what he sounds to be the bulk of the carries with David Montgomery out. I get that's a big loss. But tell yeah. me about how, like, what you expect from him this weekend, getting the, the nod. And then also, how good has Sam freaking Laporta been? I mean, holy smokes, I'm I'm worried about him, Jeff. <laughs> Sam Laporta is having the best start to a rookie tight end career ever. Anybody. In good. NFL history, he's got more catches through six games, got more receiving yards through six games than any player ever. And he's coming off of his worst game. He caught four passes for 36 yards um, and had Levante David on him all game. And Levante David, like I said, he can still bring it. Um, Gibbs is Gibbs is interesting. Uh, we haven't seen what we thought of him yet. Uh, he's been hurt. He's coming back. He is going to play. Has had a hamstring injury. Kept him out two games. He is... Uh, I don't want to say he's strictly an outside back, but he's he's at his best when you get him the ball in space. Uh, he can catch the ball very well out of the backfield. Pass protection, not his forte, so you might see less of him than you might be expecting if you're a fantasy owner. I know fantasy owners are mad at him already. Um, they'll be mad at him for this weekend too, but he is a home run hitter. Uh, much He plays the DeAndre Swift role in this offense. and he, I know DeAndre's having a good year and, and good for him. Uh, Gibbs has an extra gear and a little bit more toughness. He will run over you if he can, um, and that's not something that you ever saw DeAndre Swift do. Montgomery being out, that that's a loss, though. He is a war daddy of a running back. He breaks tackles. You try to tackle him with your arm, your arm's going to hurt, and he, you're not going to get him down. So he is a loss. Craig Reynolds is his backup. I love Craig. He's a 4-6 guy. He's, he's not going to go down. He's going to fall forward, but he's not going to outrun you in the open field. And I think that's that's an element that they miss with Montgomery. And that's – especially with the speed at linebacker that you all have with with Roquan and Queen and, and Hamilton coming up from safety. like that, Controlling the middle of the field is what I think the strength of your defense is. And that's going to be – to me, that's the biggest matchup issue that I have for Detroit because that's where Jared Goff is at his best, throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown – over the middle, throwing to Laporta down the seam, things like that. And I think I think the Ravens do a very good job at that. So that's that's a chess match where you got to hope that if you're a Lions fan, not you guys probably won't hope this, but <laughs> Jamison Williams stretching the field over the top, and then Gibbs coming out of the backfield making things happen. Maybe Khalif Raymond getting an end around or a jet sweep or something like that. That they're they're certainly creative with it. That's it's kind of the recipe for success without Montgomery. It's going to be tough. Man, well, we want you to get back to that football game, but I we got to ask you two more questions, Jeff. One of them has got to be, how do you feel about one Jared Goff as far as your belief in Jared? I feel like in his career, he's done. he's been the quarterback that's like done well at home and kind of struggled on the road and things, but he's had some big wins, even dating back to the Green Bay game last year. He got the win, yeah. and I think some other ones towards the end of the season. But, you know, is he the guy? Like, is, is this oh, the yeah. Jared Goff show now? Oh yeah, he's he's going to get a very big contract. Um, maybe we have a buy coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we get you guys, and we have Monday Night Football with the Raiders, and who knows who's going to be playing quarterback for them. Then we get a buy. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he got an extension. Then it would, it might surprise him. Uh, but he, he's going to get paid. He's going to he's going to be an upper echelon. He is a legit MVP candidate this year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to win it. I mean, Tua's 
having a pretty good year. Lamar's having a pretty good year. Uh, but he's he belongs in that conversation of one of the best quarterbacks in the in the league. He is playing. He and Ben Johnson, they designed the offense together to play to Jared Goff's strengths. And dang, man, it's working really nice. <laughs> really nice. Yeah, yeah. He seemingly found a home here. Um, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna throw this comment up here, and then we're going to get your prediction here. Don C. has a, a comment for you. He said, I'm a Dan Campbell fan. I love Metallica as much as I love Justin Tucker. Who will kick, <laughs> who will kick a 67-yard game-winning field goal he says, "Good luck against the Raiders." Okay, so yeah. so Justin Tucker, I'm, I'm sure you guys probably already talked on this hitting this was it 66 yards yeah. at the buzzer the last time, getting yeah. away with the uh, the delay of game uh, that was egregiously ah. missed. Yeah, I'm still bitter about that. Sorry, but um, we that's one thing. If it comes down to a field goal battle. Um, Y'all are going to win anyways, but we do not have a kicker. Our, our kicker is Riley Patterson. He tops out at 52 yards. He, he They won't even try beyond that, not even in a game-winning situation. What? So that is something to watch. Um, and the Lions, they don't. They did try a 51-yarder last week. He missed it. He was – it probably was long enough, but it was a little bit wide right. But it, watching them all summer, like, they're not kicking long field goals. And I think that's wow. that's an area where the, the Ravens certainly have an advantage. Uh, Lions special teams beyond that are pretty good. Uh, they, they block extraordinarily well. Jack Fox is one of the best punters in the league. Khalif Raymond, one of the best punt returners in the league. But if it gets down to a field goal battle, we're, we're not beating many people, especially not y'all. Man, not that's interesting, to too. Because, I mean, you know, Sunday is going to be not going to be the coldest, but it's going to be windy. And DK can testify that down on the, the Russell Street <laughs> end of that field, the <laughs> crosswind is brutal poor dk yeah. and his daughter she was crying because it was so bad <laughs> it was negative four negative four wind chill jeff it was terrible yeah. poor that's thing not was fun no, no it's, it's about terrible. 45 here tonight and beautiful so i was here last week uh last week it was 38 degrees with a 30 mile an hour wind and freezing rain and i sat out in that for three hours watching and my kids don't even play i'm stupid oh i love to see it i love to see a dedicated parent jeff there you go uh well we got to get you out of here with a prediction what's going to happen this sunday yeah. jeff i think it's going to be a very competitive game i think i think the lions are going to come out strong but i i'm not sure that with the injuries that they like the, i know the injury report looks pretty good they got a lot of guys that are banged up that aren't 100 they going on the road like you said, there's going to be some weather in it. Uh, Tampa wasn't a problem at all. I, I I think it's one of those games where I think Tucker gives a de gives a definite advantage. I think the fact that Lamar Jackson is throwing the ball as well as he does, I Lions coverage is good, but this this is different than Baker Mayfield throwing them to Mike Evans. You know, they they've got a different element there. Um, I'm still not sold on your wide receiving core, but I think they're going to do just enough. And I, I I called it today on the radio station here in Grand Rapids, and I will I'll say the same score. I think the Ravens win 27-24. That's a close one. Um, it's going to be definitely be entertaining one way or another, and I'm sure nail-biter all the way to the end. Jeff, thank you so much. Um, Guys, I've missed you. Thanks for having me back. Yes, we oh, miss man. you too, Pleasure. Jeff. Anytime. You have an open invite That's at right. any time, man. Seriously. Gotcha. Anytime Thanks, guys. Yeah, and please let people know what you're working on. Where they oh, uh, okay, we'll, we'll let them know. We'll yeah. let them know. Uh, you, you guys find, find his stuff at Lions Wire. Yeah, Lions Wire. Yeah, and DK, if you can just throw his handle up on Twitter, um, yeah. that'd be awesome. What a legend. Yeah, seriously, the man. What a guy, dude, out in the parking lot. Yeah, his son, I think, is six eight or something like that. Wow, uh, just absolute giant. I think he's gonna play D one ball. Um, him, dude. Yeah, something him. insane like that. Which put is him good. on the blind side at six eight. 
That's right, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, but uh, no. Jeff, yeah, shout out to Jeff big time. And I think we agree with a lot of uh, things that he was talking about. I'm looking forward to it. I tell you what, he always picks the Ravens to win. He's got a lot of respect for the Ravens, man. He's a long-time he's... Lions fan, Jim Bell. What do you yeah, expect? But even, well, and Browns. Man, he's just a glutton for punishment. Dude, I, you know, it's like those stats you don't hear, like, very often, but when you hear to just jar, they haven't won a playoff game since '91. Yeah, that's insane. I was one year old. I mean, I was one year old, Glenn. Could you imagine if you were born in Detroit, Jimmy? I think it's safe to say you'd be a Lions fan. Yeah, yeah. For you imagine you being a Lions. Yeah, you don't switch your fandom. No, and that no. just sucks to be a. So I guess yeah. I, I understand the term lionized. I get. Yeah, and that's another reason why we respect Jeff because he don't switch. No, He's a Browns man. fan and a Lions fan. It's <laughs> brutal, bro. It's oh, brutal. 91? Man. And here Ravens fans are going, fire John Harbaugh. It's been 10 years since he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Get him out of here. They haven't won a freaking playoff game since Jimmy was still peeping, pooping and peeing in his diapers. That's right. Seriously, like, Come man. on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> but anyway, let's get into our preview, Jimbo, because, yep. man, Jeff, he hit, you know, I'm not going to, we're going to get to my, uh, my key to the game, but he pretty much spelled out my defensive key to the game in our conversations, which mm-hmm. always you know, makes me happy to hear that because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a legend, you know what yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, good. yeah, but let's get into our official game preview, Jimbo. Let's do it. We're going to start by talking about the Lions defense taking on our Ravens offense. And so I'm going to give you a couple numbers here, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to this point in the season, the Lions are ninth in points per game. They give up 18.8 points per game. They are seventh in yardage, giving up 285 yards per game. Let's see. They give up uh, their fourth in third down conversion rate, only allowing opposing offenses to convert at 33 0.3%. Let's see. They're second in opponents uh, rushing yards. Uh, uh, let's see. No, they're first in yards per game. Giving up just 64.7 yards per game, Jimbo. I need to I go mean, back to my over-unders. <laughs> they are tough, bro. And they're, by the way, they're second in yards per rush. They give up just three yards a carry on the whole season, Jimbo. Mm. Mm. Uh, yards passing per game. Let's see. They give up their 18th in opponents passing yards per game. They give up 221 through the air. So I'm telling you, man, this is a really, really tough defense. And really on both sides of the ball, they're built strong in the trenches. So this is, um, you know, we talked about this, this, uh, this run games has to get going, has to get on track. We talked about all the, 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 uh, either zero gain or negative run plays which is something we're not used to in Baltimore. Well, this is a team we're facing a team who does it better than any other defense, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. So what's let me let me pause here and ask you a question. What's your confidence that the Ravens can get their run attack at least to an efficient level going up against this Lions defense? Yeah, you know, I think I what gives me confidence is you talked about it, no offensive lineman on the on the injury report and this is the second week where Morgan Moses will be back. Those two things Make me feel really good. He talked about his center being one of the best in the league. I think that's fair to say it would be hard to ignore one Tyler Linderbaum uh, mm-hmm. as far as being a, a top two, uh, top two, top three center in the league. So, all that being said, you talked about a few minutes ago if the Ravens can play with some consistency and put it together, line them up against anyone, right? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on in my screen. 
I have like random emojis popping off my dude, screen. Dude, you've had balloons. I have no You're idea. not doing that? No, dude. Dude, while Jeff's talking, you have balloons. Like, yeah, no <laughs> idea, dude. I literally, I've been hacked. Nah, I think uh, StreamYard is just, they know the greatness. And they're recognizing the greatness. Is oh, what they're, they're just doing. giving me my balloons? Is that what they're doing? That's it, dude. They're like, this guy deserves balloons to just be raining on his screen. <laughs> Well, I, I just want to say that uh, my confidence level is average. Like, I feel okay. okay about the situation because I think we have a lot of good things going for us. But it's going to be an uphill. I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be a Do task. Do you want to see Keaton Mitchell? Do you want to at least see a couple from Keaton? No, nah, I'm good. I'm good with the guys we got. I just think okay. we need to execute. I don't think it's a talent thing. I think it's an execution thing. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, let me shout out a couple guys. Aiden Hutchison. Leads yeah, their he's team. Guy. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. I mean, this is a guy who he's one of those rare ends that while also I mean gets to the quarterback, he leads their team with four and a half sacks, but he always see he always is gonna get at least a, a few picks a year, also, like Terrell Suggs. Yeah, like there's not many edges that you can bank for one or two to up to three interceptions. He had three his rookie year, he's already got one this year. Uh, he's an obvious stud. Alex Anzalone, I mean, 44 tackles leads their team he also has a sack and four pass breakups uh he talked about jerry jacobs i mean he, he leads their team with uh five pass breakups and three interceptions uh while also being second on their team in total tackles so jerry jacobs playing his ass off right now they got their first round draft pick jack campbell also at linebacker he mentioned brian branch i talked about him briefly in the beginning been they're kyle hamilton basically i mm -hmm. mean the guy's been that good he played that well since he's been there, he's been an absolute perfect fit for that defense. It's a tough, tough defense, Jimbo. They did lose, which is a big, big loss. They lost um, – uh, who? oh, man, I'm blanking on uh, the – oh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their safety. Yeah, yeah. They gave yep. a lot of money. That's a big loss, but still got a lot of talent that love football. He wasn't lying. Like, there's it, it means something when guys love football. Like, these guys love football, and that changes how you play. I think we're seeing – you know, guys like uh, Pat Queen, I think refound his love when 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 uh, Roquan got here. We see the difference in how he's been playing. So uh, yeah, they got some studs, bro. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And certainly, it's something that Lamar Jackson's gonna have to deal with from a ball security perspective, getting the ball out quick, uh, and and just being precise. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's 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 gonna be a tall task for this offense. What's uh, your Glenn, key, Jimbo? What's your yeah. key to beating you know, that defense, bro? You know, how are they gonna do it? Yeah, so there's a couple things. I know this is a good defense, but the bane of this defense has been their inability to keep their tabs on a solid tight end. If you go it, so far in this season, they've struggled against tight ends. Yep. So mine is keep it simple. Just get 89 the ball more. I think it's one of those things where, you know, back in the day, they would always show every time Jamal Lewis has 100 yards, the Ravens are 45,002. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, it's one of those things where... However, it shows up. I'm sure if Mark Andrews has eight plus targets, the Ravens record is probably way better than the under is my point. So like, just get Mark the ball. I think good things are going to happen. Uh, but I do have a mini key. I wrote this down as a detail, not as a key. It's just a detail. I really want to see and mini, not because he's, he's a small guy. Yeah, right? that's what it was. It's a no, shot not, at Zay. No, not at all. Look, calling him a munchkin. No, not at all. Uh, Hey, Anyway, um, I want to see more shots down the field. I think I think that Munkin is getting so excited about all the things that they can do. 
Like, how about just a go route? Mm-hmm. Just let him fly. And then Lamar, you see this? You see this pigskin you got in your hand? You throw that sucker. You know what I'm saying? You just mm-hmm. launch that thing. You let Zay Flowers run under it, right? I just want to, I mean, look, I, I want to see some more down the field stuff from Zay Flowers. But I think the key is just getting 89 the ball. Red zone, middle of the field, third down, first down, second down, 10th down. I don't care. I want Mark getting the ball. and Because right. I think it exposes their weaknesses, and it's one of their strengths. I mean, it's it's one of our strengths. Ravens Hose Nation says, I don't like that wide receiver screens never goes anywhere. Yeah, that's a problem. Do they never go anywhere? I thought yeah, we I don't had know some if they successful. never go anywhere, but some of them just are negative two on second down, and then all of a sudden it's like third and seven instead of third and three if they just ran it for three yards or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So well, wide receiver like, yeah. screens, I know one thing. We got a penalty last week. The ball came out way too late from Lamar. And yeah. because of that, OBJ, I believe it was, started blocking like he's supposed to, but he got there too early, and they called offensive PI. But really it was because Lamar didn't get the ball out quick enough. Uh, yeah. He ran like three steps to the right before throwing it. You got to catch it and let that thing go. Dude, hot potato, um, hot potato. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Now it's risky because a lot of times you're not getting the laces, but that's you know part of the part of running those quick wide receiver screens. Um, but yeah, hopefully they can start nailing them. Um, for me, offensively, it, it's kind of similar to yours in that the the big thing to me in the first five games, the Ravens were first in red zone. I mean, uh, first four games, I think it is. And then the next two games, they dropped from first in two games to ninth. Ugh. Massive drop. So that just tells me they just got to finish drives, Jimbo. If they yep. finish drives and they get uh, seven instead of three, they're, that, they're, they're going to be in good shape. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to have – like, I don't think this defense is so good that the Ravens aren't going to be able to move the ball. So if they can just fix those red zone issues – then I think they'll be just fine. I think part of fixing those red zone issues is something that Cole mentioned is getting back to the option inside the red zone. We we saw them get away from letting Lamar Jackson read the outside defender and be the threat that he is with his legs. And I want to see them get back to that because it's a literal cheat code when he does that. And so I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to put Justice back there with them. I think Justice is my breakout player because I think he's going to be recipient when when the defensive players sell out for Lamar. I think he'll have a, a relatively easier, you know, for a red zone run. I think he'll have an easy run into it and he'll get a t- he'll get one touchdown this week. So he's my guy, but it's all about red zone success. I think it's going to literally come down to that. If they can be 50% or better, I'm not asking to be 80 where they were for the first sure. four weeks. Be 50% or better, Jimbo violation yeah. dude no i get i get one mulligan I'm throwing a flag i get one mulligan a year. this is not my over under bro you're changing it mid-show as I, i'm speaking i'm watching you tight yeah i am i am changing my 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 player of the game that's because i haven't picked him yet this year and i talked you into it with my key to the game you're right you're absolutely <laughs> right because i think that between their ability right. to it, honestly you know what started the thought was a few minutes ago you said the Ravens, I've already talked about it a couple times, but it's true. The Ravens simply haven't been able to not beat themselves. Mm-hmm. I think in multiple occasions, if the Ravens just don't beat themselves, Lamar has a stupid, r- ridiculous stat line. Yeah. But they've just beaten themselves a couple. I think this is the Seattle Seahawks 2019 game. Okay. I think this is the 2023 We Here we Baltimore hear. Ravens. That's right. Coming out party. 
at home, at the bank. I, I think we get it done, and uh, we show people how much superior we are to the NFC. So my breakout player of the game is Lamar Jackson. I haven't picked him once this year because I feel like it's a gimme, but I think Lamar lights it up. I'm three, three plus, three plus touchdowns. I think he just goes wild in this game, and you know, no turnovers, clean game. I like it. I like it. Yeah, this might be I, me hoping. <laughs> yeah, it makes me nervous how they blitz, but we've shown we've shown that we can take advantage of when teams blitzes, and we've yeah. shown that we can we kind of crumble at times when teams blitz. So, man, let's just hope we're on the positive side. He finds yep. the hot receiver because, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're aggressive and they're gonna be aggressive run blitzing on first and second, and they will blitz when it comes to third down as well. So let's see if the Ravens off. And now let's get into the, the defense yeah. here for the Baltimore Ravens versus yeah. that Detroit offense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I want to mention off the top, Glenn, I'm, I'm still going to ask for some stats here. I got you. Um, but I just want to mention a couple of things. One, the Lions are one of the few teams that are top 10, both offensively and defensively. Yep. Some look out for. So it's not just their defense. Obviously, Jeff talked about their offense. They're a really good offense as well. Jared Goff's playing out of his mind right now. Seems to have really you know, taking the next step in his career. And they got some weapons out there, um, even though they've, they're have they down, you know, they're, they're bell cow. Uh, mm -hmm. But just like you said, Laporta, I mean, even Reynolds and Gibbs are, are weapons, but Laporta has really been doing a lot for one Jared Goff. But talk mm -hmm. to me about um, some statistics for the, uh, the old Detroit Lions. Yeah, they can, they can certainly get it done offensively. As good as their defense has been this year, their offense has been better. They're mm -hmm. fourth this year in points per game. They average 28 points per game. They're third in the league in yards, uh, moving the ball 383 yards per game. They convert third down at a 42% clip, which is ninth in the league. Let's see, rushing yards uh, per game, they're eight, 124 on the ground. Passing yards, they're fourth, 259 average passing yards per game. This is a, I mean, look, you named all those studs and you didn't name their best player. Amon Raz, their best player yeah. offensively. And you named a bunch of really good players. So that kind of shows got guys. you. They're, they're certainly talented. Now, I, I think Amon Ra gets most of the credit and deservedly so. He's one of the best receivers out there. But Josh yep. Reynolds has been fantastic this year. He's been so consistent. He's had at least three catches, at least 35 yards in every game this year. I mean, this is a guy who's just been a, a, a constant threat that you have to be aware of. And then they got Jamison Williams back from a gambling suspension last week. Right. Uh, and he is one of the very fastest players in all the league. I mean, he is up there. I feel the like he's never played an actual game. But, I mean, we saw the immense talent when he was at Alabama. Yeah, crazy fast. If he can stay healthy. And stay, uh, you know, stay off the commissioner's exempt list. Then uh, the, the the guy can absolutely ball out. So, and we talked about Laporta. I mean, they got they got guys. And by the way, they have the I think fourth rated offensive line hmm. on top of all those studs. So, so I'm just going to kick it right off with my key to the game, Jimbo. And Jeff kind of teased it earlier. It's about controlling the middle of the field. This team yeah. wants to run the ball and then play action, throw the ball over the middle of the field when they suck your linebackers up with their play fake. They're going to throw the ball to Amon Ra over the middle. They'll throw it to Laporto a ton over the middle, and they'll throw it to Gibbs when he's healthy out of the backfield over the middle. They'll spread him out and let him run like little drag routes, crossing routes, and try and take advantage of those guys in the middle. Here's the advantage the Ravens have is that's what we do best is shut down the middle. So to me, it's all about controlling the middle of the field. Don't let Amon Ra, 
Laporta and Gibbs shred the middle of the field by drawing up your linebackers with this with with their play mm-hmm. action. But if any team can 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 protect in the middle of the field, it's a team that has Roquan Smith, Pat Queen, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, the way Geno Stone, I'm putting Geno in that group too. You damn yeah. right. I mean, they've been so good. So if any team can do it, I think the Ravens are that team. But it's going to have to be whoever wins the middle of the field is going to be the the winner of the the, the battle between offense and defense here. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, mine kind of stacks right on top of yours as far as key to the game, and that is uh, I've been watching Jared Goff since he was playing for, you know, over at Berkeley, and, uh, you know, throughout his career, every this happens every quarterback. He's not unique to this, but Jared Goff really, 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 really gets starts dancing them feet and seeing ghosts when he gets pressure right up in the chin. So I think if we can push the middle of the pocket in this game more than ever, uh, obviously I know pressure from anywhere is important, and we've seen him be susceptible to making mistakes from the outside as well throughout his career. But I recall him throwing um, four interceptions one game and losing to the University of Utah. Uh, in in that last year, we ended up going number one overall. Apparently that game was just erased from everybody's memory. Uh, but certainly Kyle Whittingham was really unique in using his middle linebackers and the speed of those guys that year. We had a, I forgot his name, a smaller guy who was probably never going to play in the league. Great college player, super fast for a middle linebacker. Uh, and it was a problem for Jared Goff because it was the pressure right in his chin. So look, if we good. can, yeah, no, I'm trying, I'm trying to get to, to get it to work. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Not working but, for me, DK. And this is yeah. an apple. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. So anyway, I think uh, if we can do that, with Roquan PQ and then the big boys up front, get it in, get the, the pressure in his face. I think it's going to bring out a whole different Jared Goff. Yeah. And, and my player of the oh. game, my breakout player of the game. Sorry, Glenn. No, who you got um, is I'm going with him again. I think I picked him last week and, and I'm right. Anything. Him again. Yeah. But I'm going Marlon Humphrey. He's got to do something. He's got to do <laughs> yeah. something. And uh, I think Marlon jumps out here, has a shutdown type game on, on your boy. Um, and, uh, so I think he gets it done. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got, I got Kyle Hamilton because I pick every time I pick him, he he plays great, but I will say last time I picked him, he did get ejected, but it was a hell of a play. So I'm not ready. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not willing to, to, you know, fault him. It was a hell of a play, bang, bang play. Um, but yeah, man, this is a, I cannot wait to see this defense, Mm -hmm. especially with Oway coming back. You're talking about like, Who's hurt on defense right now? Like, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, Marcus Williams, but the way that Geno Stone's been playing, I'm okay with Stone in there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a this is a true test for this defense, but I think they're up for it, and I'm glad it's at home and not yep. in Detroit. Um, but it's about that time, Jimbo. Is it, it is. Let's get, let's get into it. Jimbo's got a bedtime tonight, so we got to get into this, dude. Yeah, we are. It is time for our competition. Yeah. Of course, our weekly over/under competition is brought to to us by BetUS, and BetUS is the OG in sports gambling. Whether you want to do full season bets, prop bets, game bet, anything you want, any sport you want, BetUS yep. has it. And and not only that, they will match one hundred and twenty five percent of your initial deposit. They're not just going to match what you're bringing. They're giving you some extra scratch on top, up to $2,500. All you have to do is use promo code 410. You'll see it in the description below. Please go over there. It's so, it, it makes 
every game more fun if you got a yep. couple dollars. But always gamble responsibly. Don't gamble what you can't lose. Uh, but it it makes every meaningless game so much more fun if you just put a couple dollars on an over under. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have a great time and uh, just get more out of football. Right. That's it. All right. All right, so let's get into it. And of course, our like your nails on camera, Jimmy. Sorry, dude. I'm 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 nervous today. Um, Jesus, uh, like your right. nails on camera. What's dude, the matter with mom, you? My mom used to give me a hard time because I'd be on the I'd be in warm ups in basketball biting my nails. When I was a kid. She'd be like, first dude, of all, that's sometimes gross. I'll see you doing this. You'll you'll come in at an angle to try and get it. Dude, you gotta do what you gotta do, yeah, man. Bro. Uh, t- dude, sorry. Uh, tomorrow's race day, man. I'm nervous. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. okay. That's why I gotta. Yeah. That's uh, why you gotta get to bed. Well, let's get through this over yeah, under, bro. I need you bright eyed, really bushy tailed. Our yeah. competition, of course. You guys can 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 get involved and get the first, the second, be the second person to get the the new hundred percent new swag. Uh, here at 410 Sports Talk. Use any of the handles that are above Glenn's head to submit to to uh put in your submission. Uh, or in the comment section of this video after the video is loaded up, not the chat, the comments. But uh, all right, DK, let's get into it. Roll the tape. First over under, Ravens receiving long. So the longest receiving uh, pass of the game, uh, 39 and a half. This is not air yards. This is no. the, uh, the longest receiving play of the game. Last week was 38. Glenn, yep. what say you, sir? I say under. I say under. You know, it's been a, a tough challenge to hit these deep plays. We've really only seen a, a couple of them that jump to mind. And so until they do it, I'm going to say under. But that's not saying they can't have a 35-yard play, Jimbo. They just yep. won't have a 40-yarder. Yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, not with you on this one, Glenn. Uh, I'll win off before. the bat. I mean, it just is what it is. Uh, I think that the Ravens will get a deep shot down the field or two, whether it's Mark or Zay. I think they, they get one. Could be another one from OBJ. I think that was – Oh, I guess the 38 yard was probably the long one last week. Felt like it was 60 yards, maybe because he was lumbering forever. Um, but uh, what is this jab at OBJ for no reason? No, I'm giving him hard time. Lumbering? That he wasn't was, lumbering. He was lumbering a little bit. Uh, he was lumbering a little what? bit. I saw but, that burst, OBJ. Jimmy didn't see it. I saw it. It's just so hard to watch him like this because of what he used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the hey, day, bro, he I thought he showed house. something, bro. Hey, back in the day, he didn't even get touched. Takes it to the house. Oh, but look, I still love him, and I still I still think he's a he's better. He's the top. Hey, I love hearing that he went at Jeffrey Simmons after the game. I love that. Love that. That big goofball. Yeah. The clown. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I'm going over here. All right, let's go to the next one, DK. What we got? Oh, and DK is also going over. So, uh, great minds think alike. Number two, Ravens rushing attempts. Thirty-two and a half is the line. Thirty-three point eight is the average on the season. I say. The Ravens are going over on this one. Glenn, what say you, my man? Uh, let's see. What did I say? Oh, uh, over, over. Oh, look at that. You agree. I had mine in hours ago, Jimbo. Don't forget. Don't forget. I was only second to DK. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree, though. I think over. And mainly because I think they're going to make an effort to get the running, running game going this week. And I think they'll have some success. So, yeah, I'm going to say over for that reason and hope that they have a lead because I think it ultimately game script will be the determiner of this over-under, and I'm and, thinking they'll be in the lead. And in two picks only, I will already have one because you'll get the first one wrong and DK will get the second one wrong. So, uh, 
because DK picked uh, the under. I can't wait to see one. you after the game on Sunday <laughs> when you see this big smirk on my face. <laughs> All right, let's right. go. You know what? And game. I know I'll have the chat on my side. I know that. You, you always a, do. I always do. If you're I'm speaking of Lisa champion. Ann. On the people's Lisa champ. Ann just – she loves the people's champ, guys. <laughs> All right, let's go to the third one. Over under Jared Goff passing yards, 250 and a half, 270. Is is that, DK, is that the Ravens? That's Jared Goff's average. That's Jared Goff's average. Okay, uh, so I'm going over on this one. Glenn, what are you saying, my man? Yeah, on this one, I'm going to say, uh, what did I say? I said over on this one as well. I think they're going to be doing some catching up. And yep. for that reason, I think they'll be whipping it around a little bit. And, and Jared's got a little Kirk Cousins in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he'll get the stats. He'll get the stats. And I think that there'll be some soft coverage maybe protecting yeah. the end zone towards the end of the game where he gets mm -hmm. some meaningless, as you call, empty calories, Jimbo. Yep, yep. good old uh, so, white rice. Nothing like it. Exactly. So I say over as well. Shout out to Cole Jackson in the chat. Hello. Appreciate you coming out. So, yep. um, But yeah. DK, DK says under. So um, DK is really going to be falling behind after this. Man. My man. I threw him a scrap last week. Let him win one. <laughs> yeah. My charity's done. Yeah. All, All right, right. Last one. No more handouts. <laughs> Over under Raven sacks, two and a half, four sacks per game on the season. Uh, I, I went, dang it. I actually hate my answer on this one. We all Good. agree and I hate it. Good. We're, we're under all three of us went under here. Change I, it. You can change it now. Yeah. I'm changing. I don't like this. Good. Change it. I don't. Yeah, I'm changing. Good. That's where you lost, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Jared, yeah, Jared Goff is a statue. He's got Home Depot buckets full of cement for feet. Uh, so I'm going. I'm going over on this one. I think they get three on him. Mm. Um. All right, let's go to the first tiebreaker, DK. I didn't even give my answer, but well, I, I said, hate I mine said as we well. all. I said. I anyway. I just answered for all three of us, and I changed mine. Yeah. Sorry. From now on, Jimmy is speaking for all of us on the show. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to speed through this thing. <laughs> Uh, first tiebreaker, total score over under 43 points. Glenn, what say you, my friend? I say under. I say under. I think uh, it's going to be like a 23 to uh, – hold on. Let me make sure I don't go over. 23-19. <laughs> <23 -19. laughs> no, I think we nice. win, but I think it's a close one. Nice. I like – I mean, I'm, I'm similar. I'm just going over. If my math is right, I have 24-21 uh, yep. Baltimore Ravens. That's 45 points. Just over. DK says under. He's taking a slugfest in this one. Um, Jimmy and... still hasn't put down his total yards. I love it. Oh, you know, geez. That was, guy. that was a mistake. I, uh, I'm oops. You seen it? Oops. Yeah. It uh -huh. won't even come to this. It's not going to matter. So the last tiebreaker, of course, as you guys know, is total yards for Ravens closest to the pin. And Glenn, what say you, my friend? I, I got screwed is what I'm saying. Somehow DK's at 300. Jimmy's at 350. And here's old G man, 328. I got screwed. Well, you know. But I'm not changing it. 328 because it's not going to come to that. I, I like it. 350 is where I'm going because I'm the most faithful. Uh, DK says 300 because he's the least faithful. Um. <laughs> short fields, DK. It's all about short fields, baby. That's all you're thinking. I know. I it. like it. But look, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're here with us right after the game. Make sure you put in your submissions for the competition. We got the new swag out, and we're excited to send it out to you. So get yourself a new uh, T-shirt, and then if you're a if you're a multi-time winner, of course, get a hoodie. Uh, get yourself all swag under two hundred yards. What kind of lunatic. <laughs>
Must be a must be a Lions fan. Under two hundred. Um, but that's it for us tonight, folks. And yes, fifty-five double nickel T sizzle. Shout the, out to o- the owner of Ben Roethlisberger's backside. Any other AKA you want to give him? Um, we'll be out there on Sunday pumping up the crowd. So enjoy the game. We'll be back here right after it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Ah! Ah!